0: Standing, she straightened her white buckskin dress and stretched her toes, pushing them roughly into white ankle-high moccasins. Cocking her head to one side, she listened intently. Then, throwing her waist-length auburn braid over her shoulder, she tiptoed noiselessly to the bedroom door. A strange voice rang through the small cottage. Opening the door slightly, she pressed her ear against the slit. Her door's position at the top of the stairs enabled her to hear clearly, yet running Brook didn't bother to peek out, for it was impossible to see anyone below. She listened carefully, stiffened at the mention of her name, and opened the door a bit wider. "'You'd better start at the beginning, Mr. Tatum,' the deep voice drifted up the stairs. "'You've lost me. What have I to do with the girl you found with the Comanche? Why did you request me?' Sorry, Captain, but I thought everyone around here knew about Running Brook and her dilemma. This was Mr. Tatum's voice, the Indian agent who had so kindly taken Running Brook in two years ago. The strange voice offered. I did hear something about you taking in an Indian or something. Not an Indian, Mr. Tatum corrected emphatically. A white woman who had been kidnapped from her cradle over sixteen years before. A white woman. Sixteen years, he asked. Well, Mr. Lorry Tatum said, it was the talk of the area once. Thank the Lord the gossip has settled down for too many false stories circulated about this affair. I'll give you the truth. Will you have coffee? Running Brook heard dishes clattering and knew Mrs. Tatum had served coffee and biscuits. After the initial noise of the serving had passed, Mr. Tatum told the Army Captain. Two years ago, another Comanche tribe surrendered to the reservation due to starvation. Red Warrior, the chief, confessed his tribe had a white captive. The way he told it, he'd given a war trophy of a baby girl to his son, Big Bear, and his barren First Wife. This child, known only as Running Brook, was around sixteen years old when she came to us. Not knowing what else to do with her, my wife and I took her in. She was quite primitive then. But we've educated her in the social graces, hoping she might one day fit into society. She never fit in with the other Indian children because she was different. Some of the adults were cruel as well. The large, bald headed man added in a reminiscent tone, Seems like yesterday, but that was the winter of 1870, and here we are in the spring of 72. In all that time, we've only just finished sifting through the information we received from the government. When we ask... They sent us a list of families from that specific area who'd lost infant daughters around the time Red Warrior said they'd captured her. We've acted discreetly, not wanting to harm this lovely girl's reputation and future. People are very critical toward women who've been with Indians. By quietly checking the government records and comparing them with the meager information Red Warrior supplied, we've come up with two families. Agent Tatum stopped and cleared his throat. I don't have the time to investigate them further, he explained. That's why I called you. Me, an army captain investigating a missing person. What do you expect me to do? The soldier asked. Running Brook could picture Mr. Tatum leaning back in his chair with his arms across his chest, as he usually did when he talked seriously. Captain Grant, I called you because I'm a good Quaker, a man of God, and I've heard you are a good servant of God also. Though you aren't a friend, I've heard excellent reports of your ministry among the soldiers. Mrs. Tatum and I feel we can trust you. We've become fond of running Brook and feel she's entitled to the life from which the Indians snatched her. She is very bright and has learned quickly the white man's way. My wife was able to teach her to read, and she picked it up quickly. Mr. Tatum sighed. Will you help us? The stranger's voice, while calm, held the slightest edge of irritation. Mr. Tatum, I'm a soldier, not a detective. What would you have me to do? Isn't there someone more suited you could call? Colonel Grierson thought you'd be anxious to help, Mr. Tatum murmured. The Colonel, Captain Grant gasped. You spoke to the Colonel about this? Of course. Actually, it was he who first mentioned you. Since the Army is directly responsible for the return of Indian captives, This is his concern. He recommended you highly, and even promised you an indefinite leave of absence until the matter was completely settled.